small group leaders and host Beth here and I have a very special special guest in Jessica Earnhardt. (laughs) Jessica how are you? Hey everybody I am doing great Beth how are you? I'm doing well it was a great weekend at church for ministry rush we had so many people sign up for things. Oh my gosh so much fun I loved watching all those kids play the games. Yes and you had the biggest jack-o'-lanterns I've ever seen in my life so great. I love them so much. (laughs) That's awesome. So one of the things that we want to do for you with our very special guest, Jessica, is we want to give you all of the information that you need to know about the Jack-O-Lantern Jamboree. But before we do that, I have to tell you, we have a lot of announcements and the best way for you guys to check them out is in your intersect. There is a section in there full of the announcements, but Kristen also puts them in the email. They're also online. They're in the email you get weekly and they were announced from on stage. So there's so many different ways. To you really get cannot the miss them. Yes, you cannot miss them. But we ask you guys to convey this information to people in your small group. We want as many layers of communication so no one misses anything, which is partly why we have Miss Jessica here. So Jess, tell us what we need to know if we have signed up for a table for the jack-o'-lantern jamboree oh my gosh first of all i'm so excited about this event seeing all of the small groups just coming together and having fun and involving the community it's going to be so much fun i'm so excited so for the people who have signed up to do a booth thank you thank you thank you a couple of things we'll have a table and a chair for you guys to put all of your stuff on and to decorate however if you guys want an easy up you'll want to bring that yourself if you don't have one i'll need you to go ahead and email me so that i can have one brought for you. We don't have enough for everybody. So I need you guys to let me know as soon as possible that you need one. I'll also have a tarp so that you can have a background for it. So you don't have youngsters coming and trying to trick or treat on the back half of your booth as well. That'd be so awkward. So yeah, it's a good idea. Exactly. You're going to want to be done getting your booth all set up by 430 because the event does start at five o'clock and we want to have some time to get settled and get the energy going and really be ready to go because you know those kids are going to be ready as soon as five o'clock hits. So yeah, we definitely want you done and ready to go by 4.30. You can come as early as noon to get started, but I certainly hope you guys don't need that much time to get ready. But if you do, holy cow, your booth is going to be amazing. Speaking of booths amazing, I don't know if you guys noticed, but those beautiful glass pumpkins that were at my booth this weekend were the first, second, and third prizes for who has the best booth. Super exciting. I know. Or do we have to give them up next year? Oh, no, they get to keep them. Absolutely. I love it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for that. Okay, so what else besides being there on time and being ready to go at this certain time? What else is needed for the Jack Lantern Jamboree? Oh, one thing I did forget is to bring battery operated lights. It's probably getting dark and you're going to put all this effort into your booth. And if there's no lights to show all of the effort that you've done, it's going to be really hard for the kids to really enjoy it. So bring those battery operated lights. Not every booth is going to have access to power. In fact, only a couple will. So it's another thing you need to let me know ahead of time because it is a first come first serve as to where the booths go. 
Uh-huh. But in addition to that, I still have a couple of serving needs, Beth. Okay, what do we need? Okay, so I need at least four more people who will pass out the trick-or-treating bags. Now, these bags are really important because they have what's going on next at Cross Point, which is going to be our Christmas event. So while they're there at the Jamboree, they'll be able to see how cool and awesome and fun it is to be at Cross Point. But we still want them to come to church. So that will be a way for them to get invited. So it's super important they get get these bags. We need somebody who's able to pass those out for us. I need four people for two different settings because we have two different tables for the two different entrances. There's going to be a lot of people. I also am going to need some people at the information booth because once people get in there and they see how cool the Jamboree is, they're really going to want to know more information about Crosspoint. And I need people who can just hang out there and let people know how awesome Crosspoint is, where we're at, when our services are and what we have to offer. And then finally, I need a little bit of help. I need two more people to help with the bounce houses. And that's just making sure the kiddos get in, they're safe and slide themselves back out again. One last thing, if anybody happens to know a nurse, I don't need them to stand completely still, but if we could identify them and help out, we will have a first aid kit there. But if anybody was there around who could help with possibly a scuffed knee or something or assessing if we need to call 911, that would be amazing. (laughs) No, no calling 911, but yes, we will definitely be on the lookout for that. So if people want to do that, what's the best way to get that information relayed to you? You can email me. It's jearnhardt at gotocrosspoint.com. That's J-E-A-R-N-H-A-R-T. Okay, so we need your help, not just for booths, but if you don't have kids and you aren't going to go through the trick-or-treating and participate, these are great opportunities to stagger your time. So each family maybe takes a half hour of the two hours. And then if you're not going to run through it, maybe you can take a half hour running one of those positions. It's not for all night long, correct? Absolutely. In fact, my own small group has prepared a schedule so that everybody gets a chance to check out the whole festival and really get to mix and mingle. So we're only going to be at our booth for about 30 minutes each. So everybody gets a chance to have fun with the kids, play at the booth, but still get a chance to really enjoy the festival. And it gives us an opportunity to serve in other areas. So yeah, I would definitely say get some sort of schedule going. I love it. That is a great idea. So we have all of that information for you. We just need your help. We want to make this a good event. And kind of like Rob talked about in his message this week is we have a call to witness, but witnessing looks different for each individual person. And so some people are going to be able to witness through an event like this just by their character and how they treat one another. And this being a party thrown by a church, people will never know and they won't be intimidated intimidated by it. And then they will come and they will see that we're different and they will want to know why we're different. And this is the first step into witnessing kind of like what Rob had talked about this weekend. So we really want and need everyone to participate, not just that this is a successful event, that there's lots of candy, but that people will begin that life transformation process just by trick-or-treating and not even know what happened. 
So great segue, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, let's jump into the intersect. We appreciate your feedback as always. And so this week we did question number one, meaningful or memorable. That's two different things. What is something that was just an impact on you? And then what's one of those one-liners that you will just remember and keep with you? And then always, why is that a thing that stood out to you is a great follow-up question. Jumping into number two, think about someone whose witness had an impact on your walk with God. How did that affect you? So I have two people that come to mind when I read this question. And so one of them is just this positive impact of watching this woman suffer, but love God so much, despite all of the things that was happening in her life. It was such an inspiration to me because of this beautiful thing. But then there's also people who have affected me negatively because maybe they're a little bit of a dual life or something like that. And so expect this question can go either way. For me, the most interesting part about this question is how did it affect you? And so really then drawing out why certain things affected somebody. So if it was faith, if it was perseverance, if it was knowledge, because usually that is the thing that they're desiring in their walk with God. So we're setting you guys up kind of for a win that you can say, okay, this person was really affected by someone's knowledge of the Bible and scripture. This is something they desire. How can I then help them by giving them tools to grow in their walk with God through knowledge versus faith versus worship, whatever it is, just knowing who is in your group and what is something that stimulates their desire to walk and serve Jesus. Question number three, Earnhardt, you had some good ideas on that. What do you say about that one? Okay, Beth. So this one is one that I really struggle with. I have the worst memory ever, and I am definitely not a theologian. I am a feeler when it comes to my faith. I am a witness. I am the kind that will show people through my actions. I will show people just by how I treat other people, how I speak to other people. That's how I share my faith. I want people to see how a Christian acts in difficult situations and everyday situations and not being judgmental and things along those lines. So for me, I want to be able to share that information in a small group without having to get a bunch of advice from people about how I can become a theologian because I feel like everyone is different. Right. So I think it would be great in small groups to just allow each individual to express how they are able to share their face with people without necessarily trying to interfere or teach them to do it a different way. Because God has really given each of us our own special gifts. And it's totally the reason why we are so different is to be able to share those in different ways with different people to attract different people. Because there are all kinds of people, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what Jess is saying is if she's going to do witnessing by actions and not through scripture and different things, like that's okay, right? It's okay for people to be different. And the second part of that question is what can you do to fight against those fears? So the fears can be, she says, I don't feel like I'm smart enough. So Mm -hmm. the way that I can fight against that fear is asking the Lord to give me courage. For me, it's my world isn't around a lot 
lot of non-believers anymore. But the truth that I need to meditate is that, you know, the go into the world, but not be a part of the world. And that I need to start being out in the world more. And that's a truth of scripture. And that's what we can meditate on. But this is not like a, oh, you've got an issue because you do it this way. I do it this way. You do it that way. There's no issue. If God has called all of us and created us in unique ways to reach the unique people that he puts in front of us. So thank you, Jess. Absolutely. All right. Jumping into scriptures, it's write down what the following verses teach us about our call to witness for Christ. Each one of these passages are going to give us encouragement, but also give us tools in how we can go through our faith. And so sometimes we ask the question and you read scripture and then you just like regurgitate what the scripture said word for word. That's not what we're looking for here. And so a good example of that is the Matthew 5 passage. It's talking about being the salt of the earth and being the light of the earth. But basically what it's saying is that if you have the light of the world, right, the call is to not hide it under a bushel. Oh no, right? The call Mm. is that we're going to go out and share what, what God has given us. And that's our call. That's our duty. Just like the reason why salt was created was to bring flavor, but it was also to preserve. Is a preservation mode and means that they used back then. And so that's what salt was for. And so if you've lost that flavor and that ability to do so, then what good and useful things can you do for the kingdom? And so basically it's shine your light and be the salt. Don't be salty, be the salt that God's called us to. And then going just straight into second Corinthians, this is so powerful for me. And there's so many things in there, but one is God gave us a message of reconciliation and how beautiful is that our calling and he could have stopped there in that passage but then it says he made us ambassadors and then it says that he makes his appeal through us and then we speak for Christ boom 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 all of the things that God has called us to do and what an opportunity to be an ambassador for Christ and what a beautiful thing and so how are we doing that but really what does it entail and you can just take that passage alone and go through all of the things that it entails to be an ambassador, what it means to speak for Christ and how kind of tricky and scary that would be. But then also the appeal for Christ comes through us. What a beautiful privilege, but also like, it's a little scary. (laughs) And then the last question is, yes, so many different ways that you can take this opportunity. If you want to give them cards, index cards for them to be praying over or any charms or a rock, you know, because I love my painted rocks. You do. Whatever it is that's going to help people to remember a couple people that we should be actively praying for. There should be people in our life at all times that we are actively praying for to get to know the Lord. And so as a small group leader, I'm sure Jessica, do you have crazy ideas that you would do for this? I actually write things on my mirror. Oh, that's smart. On my bathroom because I'm looking at it every day. So yeah, that's where I like to write my things down. My small group gave journals out, prayer journals. So we are in those every day. And so yeah, that's where we would probably put all of our information. And then I would take it home and make sure to write it on my mirror. Oh, I love that. Good. That's rookie leader group. Good job, guys. So with that, we have so much information that we just gave you. You're probably like, ah, 
Oh, so much stuff. But I just want to say exciting. It's all exciting. Thank you so much, Jess, for being on this podcast with us. It was a pleasure. We need your help. We love you, but we always are so thankful for how you serve. So thank you, small group leaders. Thank you, Jess. And we will see you guys this weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.